You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. More phone calls coming up. We'll check in with Seth Greenberg. He's the uh, analyst for the Mothership. March Madness yesterday. Fritzy's still upset at Tom Brady for hijacking Selection Sunday. The audacity of Tom Brady doing that. So weak. Yeah. You think he had a game plan? It's like, when can I do this so I can get all the attention in the world? And Gonzaga will take on, but I'm, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Look at me. I'm playing again. I don't think that's why he planned on doing it on Sunday. Most of the reason. Yeah, but boy, did it bother Todd when he came in today. Seton, uh, poll question, uh, first couple of hours. We actually changed it up for uh, hour two, Dan. We had the best quarterback signing this offseason. Right now, 35% say Russell Wilson oh. at Denver, followed by Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay. They're, they're basically tied at about 35%. But the poll question we had before was, what was more surprising, Brady retired or Brady unretired? That was a runaway with Brady retiring. Yeah. Something like 75% of the vote. Multiple ways to build an NFL contender. Jimmy Johnson and the Cowboys built their dynasty through the draft, helped out by the Herschel Walker trade. The Rams won a Super Bowl by trading a handful of draft picks. But you can also create a contender through free agency. And that begins today. Teams can start negotiating with players' agents at 12 Eastern. And over the years, we've seen a lot of free agent signings elevate teams to new heights. Reggie White in 1993 signed with the Packers, and he would help Green Bay to a uh, Super Bowl trophy. Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Deion Sanders, Charles Woodson, all examples of other free agents who had success. A lot of talented players on the market this year, and comparing them to Hall of Famers might be unfair, but when you stop and look back at the history of free agency, it's hard not to be intrigued. But it comes down to, do you have your quarterback? And if you're going to get your quarterback, probably not going to do so in free agency. Maybe you get a rookie contract, but Deshaun Watson's going to be on the market here soon once his civil lawsuits are uh, cleaned up there. We already saw Aaron Rodgers stay. Russell Wilson uh, got traded. Now Tom Brady is back. Kirk Cousins staying in Minnesota. This is where the Colts and the Steelers have to decide What do we want to give San Francisco for Jimmy Garoppolo? Can you give two second-round picks for Jimmy Garoppolo and get Jimmy Garoppolo if you're either one of those teams? Or does Indianapolis – I was told Indianapolis may just sit out this year as far as trying to go all-in on a quarterback. I think there's still a very good chance that Garoppolo could end up in Pittsburgh. But you're starting to look at these teams, and Carolina – are they going to get Deshaun Watson? Will New Orleans get new? You know, if, you, if you're New Orleans and you still have this opportunity there with a really good team and you get a really good quarterback, or at least we assume he's still going to be a very good quarterback under contract and he's 26 years of age in Deshaun Watson, now all of a sudden you can go toe-to-toe with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As far as San Francisco goes, I would keep Garoppolo for another year. If I'm not getting Tom Brady... Because that is a talented team, and I don't think Trey Lance is ready to go. And if I keep Garoppolo, then at least I know I have somebody who has the abilities and a team believes in that you can go far in the playoffs. Yeah, Paul. I was thinking this is this is not the most original thought, but the biggest change this year is it doesn't feel like there's any franchise quarterbacks available in the draft. Any. Mm-mm. If you go back the past few years, you had Trevor Lawrence. That's, that's some high-end stuff. Then Zach Wilson – Trey Lance, Justin Fields. That's just last year. Even Mac Jones, he was the fifth quarterback taken. 
The year before you have Joe Burrow, Tua, Justin Herbert. That's three. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen the year before. Uh, Trubisky, Mahomes, Watson the year before. It always feels like there's at least two, maybe three that feel like, at least on drafting, they feel high end. It doesn't feel like there's one high end guy this year. We had Albert Breer on last hour with the Monday morning quarterback, and he doesn't rule out Cleveland making a go of Deshaun Watson. If that happens, you've given Baker a chance, and I don't think that you could. I I don't think you could blame them if they did decide that they were going to at least explore Deshaun Watson. Plus, then you don't have to pay Baker Mayfield that kind of money. Like, you already have a contract with a quarterback if you get Deshaun Watson. That's a team that, you know, ready to win now. Big disappointment this year. I I can't make Baker the scapegoat in all of this, even though he has been. But, you know, Albert says, and Albert's been talking about this for almost a year now, that Cleveland with Deshaun Watson. Make sure you go to danpatrick.com. You're going to get all the rules, all the information to enter our bracket challenge. If you have a perfect bracket, then you win a million dollars. Other great prizes. We got uh, Traeger Grilled we're giving away. Link Soul gift card. Callaway Driver. Uh, Panini has uh, Illusions Football Mega Box. All their great trading cards there. Go to danpatrick.com. Sign up to be involved in our bracket challenge. A lot of celebrities involved in uh, the bracket challenge. Fritzy's been working really hard on getting these guys signed up. Some of the uh, luminaries who will be joining us in the bracket challenge, Tyler. Uh, Jim Parsons, uh, Johnny Bench, Will Ferrell, Chris Weber, Mark Cuban, Max and Sidney Crosby, no relation, um, Mark Sanchez, Barry Sanders, J.J. Watt, Michael Strahan, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon? Kevin Bacon. Wow. How about that? All right. Yeah, Paul. Elon Musk is in? No, I don't think it, He's not in. No, it's Elon. Oh. Eli Musk, his Elon. brother, is in, but Elon is not. <laughs> Um, this in from uh, Adam Schefter, Deshaun Watson expected to meet in the next 48 hours with the Panthers and the Saints, amongst other teams per league sources. Watson wants to meet with them just as they want to meet with him before trade talks ramp up. Well, I certainly want to know what happens tomorrow uh, with these civil lawsuits. And I believe that he is, I don't know if he can plead the fifth with this. I, I don't know. Not going to play a lawyer on uh, radio here, but I believe that he has asked questions. And I don't know if he has the right to be able to plead the fifth here. Not sure. Uh, uh, you guys can explore that or at least reach out to Florio. Florio is going to join us tomorrow. I wonder if Florio wants to take back his bet. He said that he would bet a pie to the face. Tom Brady is going to play for San Francisco. I'll give him credit, partial. Maybe he takes a half a pie to the face if Brady just plays for Tampa Bay because he had him coming back. Yeah, Paul. We have to go back and parse the words as, as a lawyer would because Ooh. Florio is lightly trying to wiggle out of the oh, bet by saying, "Oh no, I'm not, I want to put words in his mouth. He said that uh, nowhere in the bet was going back to the Tampa Bay Bucks brought up. Yep. He, he thinks that's a push. But we have to go listen to the mm. audio. I'm going to have to be the arbiter here. I mean, it's going to have to come back to me. Could you get that white wig that they wear in London? Yeah. You know, can I get one of those? Constable uh, Patrick? Yeah, is that what it is? <laughs> Whatever. I don't even think that's the right word. <laughs> it looks so silly when you see these grown men and they have the wig on. Yes. See. And the language was to start the season? Yes. Week one. Week one, right? It's yeah. not like we could, well, week 12, look, yeah. I'm big trade. 
Yeah. Let me get some more phone calls in here. Best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked, you didn't like. We did reach out to the auction site, Leland's. They just auctioned off Tom Brady's last touchdown pass. So three hours before he announced he was coming back, somebody paid over $500,000. So I said to Todd, can you reach out to the auction site and just ask them a couple of questions? Questions. Does this purchase still have to go through now that uh, it's no longer Brady's last TD pass? How does this work from a legal standpoint if the person refuses to pay? Um, who would be the best person from Leland's that could be made available for a possible Zoom on the Dan Patrick show? We find this a very interesting topic. Thanks for your time, Todd Fritz. Todd got a response. You're welcome. Ask your questions. Leland's has no comment at this time. I will keep you posted on this. All right. Okay. At least you got it a response. Acknowledged. Yeah. I wonder if you can fight this. I guess I would try. I would just want to know. What kind of legal ground do I have to, have to stand on here? David in New York joining us. Hey, David, what's on your mind? Thanks for holding. Hey, what's up, Dan? Hey, uh, yeah, so I've been, like, kind of researching this a little bit, and, like, like the first thing I thought of, like, there's, like, a pretty basic law school case that they teach you in contract law that if, if a contract is impossible, that it, it, it could be voided. So, like, there was, uh, there was someone that bought a hotel room for a parade. I think it was, like, an English case. And uh, the hotel room had a, a balcony with a view over the parade. And, uh, you know, it was bought beforehand, bought before the parade happened. But the parade got rained out. So the purpose for buying the hotel room just didn't exist anymore. Contract voided. But here, it's a little bit different because it's like a car. You're buying a car. And, you know, everyone knew beforehand that Tom Brady's kind of flip-flopping doesn't really know what he's doing, all that information's out there. So you're buying the football, and you're taking on the risk. So it's just like a, it's like a buyer beware problem here. All right. Yeah, Paul. So the status of the Tom Brady final football changed. What if you, Dan, you bid on cars before. What if you're bidding on the, um, the last uh, Porsche ever used in a movie? Por- Porsche. Porsche ever used in a movie. Wasn't there a Porsche used in a, like a... Tom Brady risky business. Yeah, okay, let's say... Uh, there was only one used in the movie. Yeah. And you were told it was one of one that was used in the movie, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You bid on it, you uh, you win the bid, and five hours later you find out there was actually three used in the movie, mm. and it takes away the specialness, if that's a word. That is true. Of that Porsche. Yeah. Would that be akin to what's going on here? I have no idea. I really don't. I don't know what kind of legal loopholes that you can find here. But it's not his final career touchdown pass. At least... Now, it was during the auction when they sold it. Yes, Tom. If you were told something was one of one and you were lied to or the person didn't realize there were other ones, that's, to me, that's a whole other story. But in this situation, I think both parties, certainly the buyer, needed to get more fine print and specifics. What if for some reason at some point this becomes not his last touchdown and that maybe is at the fault of the buyer to just kind of buy that without wondering what if he comes back? Thank you, Tom. You're welcome. Jamie in Michigan. Jamie, best and worst of the weekend. Hey, good morning, Dan. Uh, Listen to you guys for a long time. Uh, never called before, but I have a worst of the weekend. Uh-oh. Um, I'm a minister, and sometimes the funeral homes will call me to do a funeral for somebody who doesn't have a minister. And so Saturday, I was in a room full of people. I never met anybody, not even the deceased. I welcomed everybody to the celebration of life. 
And I said the man's name, but the man had a junior at the end of the name, and guess what slipped out? <laughs> uh, can you, can you say it? <laughs> can you say um, it like you said it during the ceremony? Well, I won't use the man's name. I'll, just, I'll use yours. I said Dan Patrick, Jr. third, <laughs> And as soon as it came out, it was a little awkward. A little awkward. And uh, well, thank you. I really thank you for wanted, the shout out. I to change, change places <laughs> with the guy. So, well, thank you, Jamie. Uh, I still go back when Sal Palantonio said Russell Wilson Jr. the third during a live <laughs> report on the mothership, and I went, "Yes." There's only one place that's coming oh, from. Oh, I know. There's nobody else that uh, Robert Griffith Jr. the third in honor of McLovin. <laughs> Can you imagine, like. We're here to pay honor to Franklin Marshall Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Dearly beloved, we're gathered here today. We lost somebody who who left us too soon. He was a great man, great father, great husband. Let's celebrate the life of Thomas Smith Jr. I hear you got this, like, crying family who are all like, huh? Huh? Wait, Junior the third? Huh? (laughs) Did he just say? You have one person in there who's a fan of our show who's going. (laughs) Thomas Smith, Junior the third. Wait, is he a He's a junior, not a third. That's great. Uh, James in Virginia. Then we'll take a break. We'll talk to Seth Greenberg on loan from the mothership. We'll uh, break down the brackets. Todd insisted we talked brackets today and not Tom Brady. You should totally ignore that he's coming back. Uh, hey, James. Best and worst. Oh, thank you for taking my call, gentlemen. Happy Monday, man. Salute the commanders. Man, that's a mouthful, man. I got to get used to that. Salute the commanders. Man, long time, long time, DP. 58195, baby. Woo! Oh, snap. Under two bills. So, uh, my best and best, all best this weekend for me, DP. What a crazy weekend in basketball, man. This might be the best weekend that there was in NCAA. I know that first week coming up is exciting, but, man, those championship games are great. The Purdue-Iowa game, back and forth, all the way to the end. This very exciting. My niece accepted invitation to attend Virginia Tech next year, and on the same day they upset Duke for the ACC title? Man, that is crazy. I got Gonzaga, I got Purdue, Arizona, and Kansas in the Final Four. I'll take Kansas over Gonzaga to win it. And finally, man, man, I'm 38 years old, and I'm getting married in two months, DP, so I'm on the uh, advice train for you guys. If you want to come out to Virginia, you're welcome to come, man. Um, But, you know, First time getting married. Any advice? I'll take it off the air, guys. Have a great day. <laughs> Wait, minute, hold commander. on. Hold on. Paulie wants to say something to you. Before your marriage, don't ever use the phrase first time getting married. That makes you think there could be others. Don't use that phrase. <laughs> this is the only time well, well, you're getting married. One, what, what was the one that DP said? The guy was walking around like, hey, this could have been you. This could have been you. Didn't he say it? I, I feel like you said that before. Yes. And make it her day, her year her week, all of that stuff, and be very patient here. And good luck, James. Well, we'll talk to you before then. 38? Yeah, good for him. Well, I think he loved the Washington football team far more than he could love a woman. 
Like he was looking for a title and he's not going to win a title. Now he gets the title of, you know, now he's married. It's Mr. and Mrs. James from Virginia. Uh, I'm going to guess they're going to have Washington football, Washington commanders colors there. He strikes me as hardcore. Probably going to be a trivia uh, test there for her, just like uh, Diner, where you had to know the Baltimore Colts history before, you know, if you passed it. Seems like James would probably do that. All right, let me take a break. We'll uh, talk some bracketology coming up with uh, Seth Greenberg. More phone calls as well. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. I was watching the uh, Players' Championship yesterday. I love to see when somebody's using the same equipment as I do. Now, their results may vary, different from mine. But uh, the Odyssey putter, Odyssey putter is the number one putter. It just is. I don't think anybody can argue that. Now, there's people might, but, you know, look at number one putter on every major tour in 2021. Number one in worldwide wins. At the last 37 majors, PGA, LPGA, Champions Tour, not only did more pros play an Odyssey putter in those majors, but more pros won more majors in 2021 with an Odyssey putter. Uh, Xander Shoffley won the gold medal with an Odyssey putter. The Tri-Hot 5K. It's mind-blowing. It's a classic blade, the forgiveness of a mallet, and, uh, and that doesn't make sense. You normally don't get those two, but it does work with Odyssey because nobody makes putters better. See what makes Odyssey the number one putter on tour, odysseygolf.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, and you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Todd has mock headlines, I believe, that pertain to Tom Brady. Is that right? That is correct. All right, we'll have those for you coming up because you know who also is calling in for mock headlines? Ryan in Honolulu. Okay. Yeah, so maybe it's uh, mano a mano, you versus Ryan. Let's do it. Brady mock headlines. More phone calls coming up. Uh, The spring swing is here the next three weeks, PGA Tour Putting on a show up next, Valspar Championship, Saturday 3 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Also, still have the Players' Championship wrapping up. Fritzy was upset. Tom Brady ruined Selection Sunday yesterday, having the audacity to announce that he was coming back. Seth Greenberg from the Mothership Basketball Analyst joins us on the program. Seth, were you bothered by Tom Brady maybe uh, hijacking Selection Sunday yesterday? I just figured you wanted to take some pressure off Michigan being an 11 seed. So I understood this. <laughs> he had, you know, Tom Brady, everything he does has a purpose. You know, we want to take care of Juwan Howard to kind of take a little pressure mm. off him. Mm. They made it into the tournament. So he decided to make the announcement that, uh, look, he could have waited a week, but you know, those type of things, you know, Dan, those, you can't hide those things. Someone would have broken it and he wanted to control the narrative. So Phyllis, on the other hand, was not happy. Really? Yeah, he was not happy. You know, I mean, like, this is our next three weeks. I mean, this is this is our Super Bowl for the next three weeks. And, well, you know, in the middle of it, we got Shefty on our bracketology show. Again, another, another Michigan guy, and that's why I say it's a conspiracy. Wow. I mean, Brady makes his announcement, and another Michigan guy jumps in. All of a sudden, people don't realize that Michigan's at 11, and life is good. I, well, Billis is always upset at something, so I understand that. But, yeah, he – Tom Brady ruining the big day for, for Jay Billis. Do your neighbors ask for advice when they fill out their brackets? 
my neighbors, my daughters, my former players. Uh, yeah, people. And then, and then when you're wrong, by the way, <laughs> they kill you. They absolutely kill. And I like you know you know what my favorite thing is today. You go through this because you, you know with social media and everything. Like I picked Alabama to lose to Rutgers, the winner of the play game. So because of that, because of that, that's why you don't have a coaching job. Because you don't know that Alabama's going to win. I said, okay, that's all right. I, I understand that. Whatever you say. I mean, like, like you're going to make half of the people happy, half of the people are going to be upset when you make a pick. And if I really knew the answer, I wouldn't be talking to you. I'd be in Vegas and then walking over to my yacht. All right, the top four seeds, any problem? No, I think Tennessee, you know, again, a lot of people disagree, but I think Tennessee with the win in the SEC tournament kind of played their way into a number one. I think some guys played their way out. I look at Baylor, and you know what? Baylor has had a, an incredible year, but without Jonathan Chamachachua, without LJ Cryer, if you look at their team in this moment in time, not what they did when they won, I think, their first 15 games, their team in this moment in time isn't the number one seed. Not saying they're not a good team because they're a very good team. Tennessee – how they played, the teams they beat, whether it's Kentucky twice, whether it's Arizona, whether it's Auburn, I think they might have earned their way to a one. Obviously, I was wrong. You know, if you're of a certain age, you don't look at Gonzaga as that cute little program somewhere in Washington, you know, that, that it was maybe 20, 25 years ago. Now you look at them as like they're one of the powerhouses in college basketball. When did it change, do you think, the – national perception of Gonzaga from being that cute little school to you got to knock them off. They're great. They're as blue blood as any team in the last 10 years. I mean, I think if someone gave me a stat, they've won more NCAA tournaments in the last 10 years games than, than anyone in the country. I mean, think about that. And it's changed everything they've done, man, because I mean, like you see the guys that are recruiting. Yeah. I mean, they're recruiting dudes. I mean, they're recruiting guys. They're beating North Carolina for players. They're beating Kentucky for players. Uh, their roster is as good as any roster in the country. Now, I tell you the one thing they have done. They've, they've still been able to keep uh, their culture, their environment, uh, their identity of more of outside the main line. Uh, but, but in terms of their program, uh, you can't deny it. And they do what they have to do in a non-conference. They play a great schedule. And then they, go, they, they basically – they're off the radar for, you know, two months playing in the West Coast Conference, which was better this year, but they're still off the radar playing, you know, for two months. But uh, Gonzaga is the blue blood. I mean, that's just the way it is. Just like Villanova is a blue blood. Gonzaga is the only team to make the Sweet 16 in each of the last six tournaments. So that's good. It, it shouldn't come as a surprise that, you know, they're there. This team might be better than last year's team. Yeah, in relation to the field, it is. Yeah. Like okay. this team's better in relation to the field because the field last year, like Baylor, it's funny. I talked to Mark Few in the middle of last season, and I, you know, I said, oh, "Look, your team's playing really well." Blah blah blah. He, he he gave me this answer: "We're not Baylor." That was last year, because Baylor could dominate you in the backcourt. They, they they had a physicality, a toughness. You know, Mitchell and 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 Butler. I mean, they were just so tough. Uh, there's no Baylor out there this year. So in relation to the field. They might be better. They have better rim protection. Chet Holmgren obviously gives them better rim protection. Timmy's a year older, doesn't have to do as much. Obviously, they don't have the guard, but Andrew Nebhardt's playing well. Uh, but there are other teams. Like, that team in Arizona might might be Baylor. I don't know if they are defensively on in the backcourt, but, like, Arizona is Baylor uh, is Gonzaga 2.0. 
with Coloco's development as a rim protector and a, and a guy, front court guy that can move his feet. Matherin and and Dale and Terry are really good. You know, I, I think Arizona right now is playing the best basketball anyone in the country. Six of Arizona's top seven scores this season are from Canada, Lithuania, Cameroon, Estonia, Mali, and Sweden. What do you make of yeah. being able to recruit those kind of players all over the world? Well, I mean, Tommy Lloyd, he's the perfect guy to coach that group. you got to remember now, Sean Miller did a great job of bringing those guys in. He left those guys. Now, Tommy Lloyd had to re-recruit them uh, because those guys could have all left and been eligible immediately. So mm-hmm. when he came in, he was the right guy to hire because – you think about it, he had so much experience with international recruiting. He had such a great network with international recruiting. So, you know, he goes and he, and he re-recruits them and they all come back. And then he puts them in a system that is conducive to their skill set. But, look, that's the game. Our game is an international game. Uh, and they, bec- they will become, just like Gonzaga became, a destination for the best international players. And, uh, you know, to me, that, that's a huge asset because now you're not banging heads with Kentucky and Kansas and Duke and North Carolina for those kids because – to those kids, you are Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, and, and Kansas, uh, and because that's the perception they have overseas. And the recruiting like, is like Hamilton. you got to have someone in the room where it happens. And Gonzaga, because of the success they've had with kids internationally, they have someone in the room where it happens where the decisions are being made. We're talking to Seth Greenberg, ESPN College basketball analyst. Uh, best pro prospect in the tournament is... I'm going to go outside the box. I mean, I, I, I've been vacillated on this for a while, but right now I'm leaning towards Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray at Iowa is a bucket. He gets off the bus, he drops 25. Look, in the new NBA, because of his size, he's 6'9". Could he lead Iowa to a Kemba-type run? Different kind of game. Mm. Knocks down threes at 43%. Can really defend. Very good passer. Can put it on the floor. Can play in the post. Can defend one through four. Uh, I think that he would be my first pick. I think Jaden Ivey would be my second part, John Morant, part Russell Westbrook on a good day, and then Jabari Smith would be my third. I have, I have Paul Bancaro down the road. Like, I, like Paul Bancaro came in with all this hype, and Duke has had a lot of hype during the course of the season. Duke doesn't have an identity defensively right now. They're not turning people over. Offensively, they got a lot of good players, but they, it's almost like a little kid has a lot of toys for Christmas, doesn't know which one to play with. Uh, but Bancaro, he shows it to you. But he doesn't show it to you like the whole game. He doesn't show it to you at the end of the game. He doesn't like – you look at him and I'm saying, he's really good. Could he be Jabari Parker? Could he be Scott Williams? Like I want, I want, if I want to take a pick in the first three – a guy in the first three picks, I want it to be a guy that just, you know, that doesn't defer, that wants to take over a game. Yeah. He does disappear. And uh, Yeah. And I always look at when it gets tighter – do you get larger? Do you, you know, yeah. that's, that's what I always look for. It's some guys have alligator arms. They don't want the ball. And you know, yeah. this coaching yeah. and, and you, you want that guy who says, give me the ball. I got, yep. I was watching Durant yesterday, you know, closing time against the Knicks. He was going to the, I want the ball. I, I, I want the yep. shot. I want you to foul me. I, those are the things that I gravitate towards. And I, I love seeing that mentality. I totally agree. I mean, like, think about it. You think Kobe's going to defer? You think Magic's going to defer? You think Bird's going to defer? You think LeBron's going to defer? Not anymore. Yeah, he doesn't have anything to defer to right now. Uh, 
So, I mean, uh, you you look at the best players in the history of the game, especially in a college game, man, you want it. You want, like, games online, give me the ball. Let's go. I'll make a play. And if they double me, I'll kick it out. Now, part of it is, and this is my belief, and I don't know about the end of a game, you got to have understanding of who you want to get get the ball to, where you want to get them the ball, and how you're going to get them the ball. The best teams, that's what they do at the end of a game. I'm not sure Duke knows where they want to get them the ball and how they want to get them the ball. And if they're going to win the national championship, they better figure that out in the next week. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see him as I don't see him as a national champion. You see how they played against Syracuse. Yeah, I mean, without Buddy Beheim. Yeah, yeah, and and you know what? Jim did a great job coaching against Duke. Oh, I mean the fact that job. that game was up in the air, and then you come back, and then you're thinking, all right, they're gonna they're gonna breeze through the ACC, like they're gonna win this thing, and then Virginia Tech. You're all Yeah, they roughed him up. They not roughed... my alma mater. Well, no. They're not paying me anymore. Yeah, they're not paying me anymore. <laughs> I mean, although I, I am a, I am a big Mike Young fan. I think he's a great guy and he's done a great job. And uh, I'm really, I actually trained text messages with him today. I'm really happy for him. That team lost like seven out of nine. The hardest thing to do in coaching, as you know, is to get a team back when they're struggling. To me, that's the essence of coaching. Keep your team to come to practice every day to get better every day, and that's what that team did. I was really happy for them. Give me – well, give this audience a team to keep an eye on where you go, all right, if 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 everything goes right, this team will do some damage. Well, I, I like Iowa. and that That's not a really reach. I think that Virginia Tech can win a couple of games in, in the tournament. Uh, I think that uh, Texas Tech could be a team if they get to Gonzaga – their, their ability to keep the ball on one side of the floor and be really physical. If they let him play, that's going to be a team that can, can, can do some damage for sure. I think all this, here's my, here's my big takeaway. Six, 11 games. I got all the 11s, mm. all of them okay. across the board, okay. six, 11. And then I have, I have uh, Miami beating USC in the, in the seven ten. Okay. All right. We'll keep an eye on it. And uh, always great yeah, to talk to you. you. Yeah. You know. Thanks for having me. I appreciate and, and, it. And I'm not going to blame you when you're wrong. Okay? Because usually what happens is you don't get credit when you're right. It's just you get blamed when you're wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just set me an Odyssey putter. I will be fine. Odyssey putter. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, bud. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Appreciate That's, it. That's uh, Seth Greenberg, ESPN College Basketball Analyst there. All right. Get a little information there when you're filling out your bracket. The more information I have, the worse I do. Because I, I just have, I, you know, I take sort of a cursory glance at, okay, watch them, know a little bit about them. A lot of it has to do with recent history and also who's the coach. Because you may not have seen Gonzaga play. You may not know Chet Holmgren is 7'2", but he weighs 190. But he is a difference maker. And they have, they have a good team. I thought they would be the number one seed. But, you know, it, it just – who can win six games? It's what it comes down to. Can you win six games in a row? And that's really hard to do if you're not a great team or you're inconsistent. And there are some really good teams, but they're inconsistent. Like Duke, I have no idea. I watched them against Virginia Tech, and I go, who are – who is this? And even watching them against Syracuse. Then I'm watching them against North Carolina. I have no idea. Auburn. Watch them. Man, Auburn's really good. Okay, maybe not. Kansas. Bill Self there again. There are a lot of, there's a lot of love for Kentucky basketball. Okay. Yeah, Paul. 
here's a tradition. I always make my bracket picks based off what the last guest on the show just said. So like if I was filling it out today, I'd be like, oh, the 11 seeds. Seth Greenberg said the four 11 seeds. I got to look at uh, Iowa State, LSU. Their coach got fired. Uh, Chris in South Carolina. Hi, Chris. Best and worst of the weekend. DP, good to speak with you, gentlemen. Haven't uh, been able to get out to you in a while. I've been uh, replacing my staff, you know, ever since the debacle with the uh, the trip across country. But we now have we're now fully staffed and ready to go. Uh, I got uh, two best and one very best of the weekend, if I may, Dan. Uh, first thing is six foot and a very Todd Fritzy esque two sixty. Wow. Wow. Uh, Wanted to say, uh, caught last week, Dan, I caught McLovin's uh, new show on TV. Mm-hmm. And, man, let me tell you, it looked like uh, five-year-old baseball out there, man. She would throw him the ball, and he would miss it, and he would run to the fence to get it, and he would throw it back to her at third, and she would miss it. She would run to the fence to get it. You get what? You get where I'm going with Yeah. You. Well, you know, uh, give, give him some time there. we got to be nice. We, you know, got to be just, nice to me, I missed him on. I missed, I missed him on the show. I've always loved McLovin. So, anyway, that brings me to uh, a couple things. Best of the weekend. First best is that the GOAT, Tom Brady, came out and ruined everything for Fritzy this weekend. <laughs> totally enveloped his headlines there. Uh Wanted to talk to, and honor of your mother wanted to talk to Seaman for a minute. This year, kid, we're going to do it. If you listen to me, Seaman, with the trip across country, I will make you Watson to DB's Graham Bell. I'm telling you, Seaman, everybody loves you. Let's roll, uh, man. Very best of the weekend. And before I get to the very best, Dan, I want to tell you uh, to pick back up from last week. Uh, the song that makes me turn the radio off every time it comes on is Don Johnson from Miami Vice's Heartbeat. Every time you hear him come on, it just ruins Crockett's theme all way. And the very best of the weekend, DP, is watching your show and seeing how good my voice looks on TV. Love your body of work, Dan. <laughs> Thank Roll you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Roll Thank tide. you. Thank you. Roll Tide. Yes, Marvin. But who's playing Don Johnson heartbeat anywhere? Right. I have no idea. Sometimes somebody gets on a roll and you just let him go. It's like Todd. Yes, Todd. I kind of like that song. Shocking. <laughs> I'm looking for a heartbeat no. beating no. like my. All right. You got, your mock, you got your mock headlines ready? I do. Okay. Ryan in Honolulu, Honolulu is in the on-deck circle. We'll have that for you when we come back. In about an hour from now, I'm going to go see the folks at Lubsack. Uh, we introduced you to Lubsack during our Super Bowl coverage. Lubsack sectionals with Stealth Tech. That's ruined me for other normal couches because, well, uh, you probably heard the most adaptable couch. That's what the sectionals are called. And it features Lubsack's Stealth Tech, a system that blows me away. So you got the fabric and layout and optimizes audio based on your Lubsack's fabric type, configuration shape for amazing quality. Lovesack Stealth Tech includes 5.1 Dolby Digital surround sound. So this is in the couch. All the features seamlessly hidden in the endlessly adaptable sectional platforms. So get ready. Unparalleled, immersive audio experience, the great comforting couch that you have. Lovesack's Stealth Tech app. The sectionals, the world's most adaptable couch. Now features Lovesack Stealth Tech. Learn more about Lovesack and Stealth Tech at lovesac.com. 
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, you didn't ask for it, but you got it. Fritzy has mock headlines. Tom Brady hijacking his selection Sunday. All right. Uh, I just saw this from Darren Ravel. A well-known auctioneer predicts that the auction house that sold Tom Brady's last touchdown ball less than a day before Brady announced he would return to the game will void the sale. But if they don't, a sports lawyer says the buyer is out of luck. Uh, Somebody spent $518,000. Yeah, Paulie. If you're the auction house and you're under no legal or business obligation to avoid the sale, are you doing it for the PR that you get out of it? Because they get 20% of the value at least. So So that's a little over $100,000. At least, but it's also a consignment so they could get part of the meat of the deal as well. Mm -hmm. But can you get better PR for your Leland's auction house if you void the sale? Mm. If you don't have to. Yeah. But as a uh, sports law professor at uh, NYU, Dan Lust said, what did the auction house do wrong? Was there fraud in the description? Were they in cahoots with Brady? Had the auction expedited so that they could sell it? And the answer is no. We got our best people on that. All right. uh, Mock headlines, Todd. And then I'm going to, I'm going to let you go. And then I'll let Ryan go after you with mock headlines, unless you want to do dueling mock headlines. Do you think we're capable of doing that? Say them at the same time? No. You, <laughs> no. You go yeah, that's and then fine. he w- goes. Whatever order you want to do, it doesn't matter to me. You're, for a second, no, you no, like no. Both you're, say it at no, the same you're time. already shook up. You go and then I'll bring in Ryan because you didn't even understand it's like, going that, back that and forth. That would be distracting if we both said it together. All right, here we go. Three each. Mock headlines, Tom Brady. Tampa tantrum. Brady storms out of house and back to facility. I don't think he did that. It's a temper tantrum. Tam- yeah, we could just okay. embellish. All right. That didn't okay. really All right. What else you got? Okay, I've got um, let's effing goat. Let's effing goat. LFG. Yeah. Okay. I also have Brady, you're our knight in shining armor, <laughs> and we love you. <laughs> Kenny Rogers slash Lionel Richie, I believe, also did a version of that. Yeah. Very manly song there. I have avocado. Look who's coming back. <laughs> okay, that's it. You're all done. All right, those are four. Ryan in Honolulu with mock headlines. There you go, Ryan. Bar's been set. Oh! Oh, Dan, is Todd the only person to feel like his bracket is ruined before the tournament even starts? Yeah. All right, he got four, so here we go. 
auction gate. Brady deflated his football's value. <laughs> okay, good. I, I like the delivery there. All right. <laughs> Got a laugh out of seat. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, here we go. Yeah, we need mics on for the giggles. Brady's road to Super Bowl still has tread left on the retires. <laughs> retires. Okay. Okay. All right. Mics were open for those giggles, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. Thanks, my man. Uh, Gronk says to Bucks, can I be a member? I'm special. <laughs> Tampa Bay. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, wow, good save there at the end. Good callback. Yeah. Well done. Busted. Busted. <laughs> do you go for a fourth or do you tap out, Ryan? What? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say aloha. All right. Thank you, Ryan. That's a good move there. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think that was a push at best, but you guys wow. are judging. Okay, let's be honest. Who won the mock headlines there? Seaton? Ryan. You know, <laughs> Marvin? We lost. We, we did? So, we all lost. So you're going to go run? Oh, we did. Okay, Paulie? I thought Fritzy had two singles and a double. Ryan had two singles and a triple. Yeah, I'm going to go Ryan. Yeah. He, he, he saved a couple of his, though. You all right with that? I guess, yeah. All right, good. I can live with that. All right. Well, I know your day was ruined this morning or last night it with was. Tom Brady. Ruined it. Like Fritzy was singing the theme song. Doo, 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 doo. I love that theme. Yeah, I know you do. But that's like Todd's favorite thing to do is hum sports theme songs. Yes. Nobody loves network TV more than you do, Fritzy. No one. My, my grandma likes CBS yes. less than you do. Yes. I do watch a lot of network TV. It's yeah, true. you do. And you love your local newscasters, weathercasters. Big time. Big time crutches on many. Uh, do you listen to the news or do you watch the I news? I usually have the volume down and I come up with my own fantasy of what they're actually saying. It's just easier for me to. Uh, I enjoy it more that way. Yeah. I don't need to know that it's blustery and 37 degrees. I, you know, I could look outside and take a walk. And Todd is, is uh, being honest here. He does love, love local news. I know they're looking at the camera and they're reading the teleprompter, but what's the big deal if I think they're looking at me and whispering sweet nothing? How about uh, this day in sports history, Paulie? Uh, I have this day in show history. Oh, okay. Matthew McConaughey was last on our show this day eight years ago. I cannot figure out what movie he was promoting, but that's the last time he was on our show. Okay. I thought you'd like that one. Okay. We haven't had Matthew McConaughey. Okay. All right. Okay. His, uh, that autobiography that he has green light i think it's called yeah. it's, if you listen to the audiobook yeah. he narrates it and it's tremendous mm. tremendous because okay. it's all right all of it's done just like that <laughs> i was in high school for seven years yeah my daddy punched me around the face <laughs> right. yeah he did I earned his respect that day yeah. though green light yeah i'm waiting for nick cage to do his autobiography and read it I guess this new Nick Cage movie about Nick Cage is a big deal. I think South by Southwest, it, it was a big deal. So, I, I, I mean, it's going to rival Pig. I want my Pig. <laughs> I, 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 I want my Pig. <laughs> Todd, what did you learn today? Uh, Albert Bruce says not just Carolina and New Orleans, Cleveland, Seattle, and Philly may be taking a big look at Deshaun Watson. All right. Seton O'Connor. Rick Stroud is back. Yes, he is. Covering Tom Brady. Marvin. Blame Seth Greenberg. 
when all goes wrong with your bracket. Pauling? Nicolas Cage has five movies in production right now. Oh, I want my pig. Fritzy, what did I learn? Seth Greenberg reminds us Gonzaga has won more tournament games than any other school over the past 10 years. No mid-major for them What anymore. made Odyssey the number one putter on every major tour in 2021? Consistent performance and stream of game-changing innovations like the new Trihot 5K. See what makes Odyssey the number one putter on tour? OdysseyGolf.com. Thanks for the phone calls, emails, tweets, all-around support. We'll talk to you tomorrow. One more item as we close out this Monday, and what a Monday it was. M-Drive. I'm still ready to go. Had my M-Drive this morning, a little scoop, daily dose of protein and nutrition powder. Had it in my smoothie there. You got uh, seven clinically tested ingredients, six premium proteins, boost energy strength, reduces stress, so you can keep up with your busy day no matter what your age is. You can find mdrivedan.com, get it delivered right to your door. They offer free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose. It's time to focus on your health in the new year, and I call it the new New Year's resolution because we can start it in March. Try M-Drive Start for energy, strength, and drive. You need to get more done every single day. You can get it at mdrivedan.com, delivered right to your home. They offer free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee. You got nothing to lose. Try it. Let me know what you think about it. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com. Refind your prime with M-Drive. 